special Extra. welcome. You guys, I know you guys have seen him before, but we want to make it a very special welcome tonight. So without further ado, can we all, just let's just stand up and give a one warm round of applause for Pastor Jeremy Shirley. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing tonight? There's a random avocado that we found. Is this anybody's? Pastor Cole? Shall we name him? Henry? Here you go. I'm getting, can you get rid of this? Splat. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. I don't know what it was up here. I don't like random avocado. It was turning black. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? So good to see y'all. It's beautiful, beautiful, awesome, friendly faces. So glad to be here. So uh, I'm going to pray because I've got a lot to talk to you guys about tonight uh, in such a short amount of time. So let's just Let's just pray right now. God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, and uh, God, I just ask for your grace right now, Father. God, I ask that you will come, Lord, that you will speak to us tonight, God, that I'll be a fountain for you and for you alone, God, and I just pray that you'll ignite a fire in us, God. I pray that whatever we talk about tonight, God, falls on good ground tonight. I pray that you'll open up our ears tonight, God. You'll allow us to pay attention to what you have to say tonight, God. We just invite you here. Holy Spirit, come and just be amongst us right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, so I've got some uh, uh, announcements to talk to you guys about that we've kind of got going that's changing right now in the Crossing Church, um, and it's all really good stuff. It's very, very exciting, but I do got to communicate it to you guys because I want to keep you guys informed about that. So does everybody know our lead pastor, Pastor Greg Dumas and Tamara Dumas? Can we give it up for them, please? Can we honor them real quick? Here's a picture of them. We love them so much. So I got to tell you guys something. Two, two years ago, Pastor Greg uh, received some direction from God about the vision of this church and where we're going. And uh, one, of, one of those areas is particular to the number of campuses that we have. So uh, just to explain that to you, this is called Tampa Campus. We also have a campus down in South Shore, Ruskin, called South Shore, Okay, and they're actually doing a beautiful new building right now. It should be done by, by Easter time, and it's going to be great. Okay, uh, and then also our senior leadership has decided to open up a location in Plant City, Florida. All you Plant City people out there, you guys get upgraded, okay? It's going to be really, really exciting. So because of that, it's created some different shifts in, our, in the way that our, our staff is structured. So I want to kind of explain that a little bit to you. So Pastor Michael Pippen, if you guys know Pastor Michael, there's a picture of him right up here. I think you guys know him because he used to be here. Can we give it up real quick for Pastor Michael Pippen? Yeah. Uh, so he's actually going to be coming from the Tampa campus pastor position, and he's going to be moving over to the Plant City campus pastor position, which i got to tell you something about Pastor Michael he is super excited about this. I met him four years ago, and uh, he couldn't shut up about eventually one day being in Plant City and just, and just having a church there for the crossing, and it's going to be really exciting for him. And he is fully going into his purpose of what God had for him and what God laid on his heart. Um, so that being said, it's opening up another position for his. So Pastor Richard Tuisson, there's a picture of him right here. Can we give it up for Pastor Richard? He's actually here somewhere tonight hiding. There he is right over there. Uh, he's actually going to be moving from the life group pastor to now be the Tampa campus pastor. Yeah. Super, super exciting. 
Okay, and now because of that, it's created a position for his job, which he is the, right now he is the life group pastor, uh, and uh, through much prayer and some fasting from our senior leadership team and myself, we've decided that I'm going to actually be moving into that life group pastor position, okay? Let's, let's, yeah, let's give, let's give God some praise, guys. Let's clap a little bit here, Okay. Not for that, not for me, but just that God has aligned all this stuff positionally for us to go as a church to the next level, and it's really exciting. But I want to tell you guys something. I'm not going anywhere, okay? Nothing, nothing is, is changing at all. Pastor Cole, Pastor Trent, Pastor Steven, Chazi, nothing's changing. We're all here. Uh, Pastor Jeff Allen, actually, I have a picture of him uh, right up here. He's actually here tonight as well. Uh, let's give it up for Pastor Jeff, Okay. He is actually, the, the student ministry team is going to be reporting to him. Um, so he'll be taking some of my responsibilities that I had, and then he'll be uh, doing his current responsibilities as, as a children's pastor. But he's going to be our next gen pastor that we have. And so, again, nothing's changing. I'm just moving over to life groups, but I'll still be part of y'all's lives. And i, I got to tell you guys something. It's just really, really exciting because God's really shown me that this is the right move, I think, for all of us and our ministry team. And, and it's going to be good stuff. So I'm really excited. But I do want to do this real quick is I want to go back real quick two years to where I was two years ago and where I was sitting. And I want to explain this to you because I think this is something good that you can kind of take away tonight. So two years ago, I was following the Lord. My heart and everything was all in line with God. But my job or my vocation was not in line with God. And I knew from a very young age in my life that I was called to being a minister full time. But through many different seasonal changes growing up, uh, I got wounded in some areas and so I just completely rejected it. And then God healed me and I was sitting two years ago fully healed, kind of ready to go and knowing that there is a change coming in my life. I want to talk about what exactly happened though. So uh, two years ago, um, I had an event happen to where uh, one of my employees that worked for me, I had, I had uh, several employees that worked for me at the time, and, and one of them had some serious challenges working for our company and eventually led to the point to where I had to let her go. And guys, I got to tell you something. It was very, very hard for me. And this is why it was hard for me is because that person had these issues at job, at the job and at and work, but it wasn't something that was physical. It wasn't something that was mental. It was something that was spiritual. I knew deep down inside that her problem is that she didn't have Jesus in her life. She didn't have God. It was so, it was so dynamic and specific that it was all about that. And I couldn't do anything because I was in the world. There were some legal things that were going on. And it drove me crazy because I sat, I sat here and watched a person their life crumbled before me because they didn't have something that I had that I needed to share. And it devastated me. And I started to rethink things about my life a lot more. I started to come clean to God and just say, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I can't do this. I can't live in this place and do this. I've got such a heart for people. You've given me this heart. We need to do something about it. And literally, I kid you not, a week later, I showed up here at the Crossing Church, and John Bevere came. I don't know if any of you guys have read John Bevere. You've heard him before. He's an amazing author. Uh, he wrote this book called Driven by Eternity, 
And uh, in that book, he, he showed this video clip. I'm going to show it to you in just a second. But he talked about living your life for the purpose of the kingdom. And he also talked about the consequences of what happened when you don't live your life for a kingdom perspective. So let's watch this clip real quick. It's about four minutes. Let's check this out. So um, do you guys feel that? Wasn't that a little bit just kind of convicting, just watching that? Guys, I got to tell you, okay, I, everything that I just told you about my life and where I was, I sat in that seat and I couldn't even move because I knew I was that person that was called to do something full-time ministry. I knew I was that and I wasn't doing it. And I sat and I looked at my wife and she was that woman. She was living in her calling, but I wasn't. So I sat there and I said, God, if you want to do something, if you want to change my career, if you want me in full-time ministry, then let's do it. I'm in. But I need you to make it happen. And I woke up the next day and nothing happened. That was bad, I guess. I'm sorry. That's not how it usually works. So a couple months later, with this still being fresh on my mind, uh, Abby and I went out to uh, Redding, California, and Bethel. Uh, mo- most of you guys know Bethel because a lot of our worship music actually comes from there. Uh, and that song that we sing tonight, Build Our Life, came from, came from there. And, um, and it's an amazing place. And we went there, and, and we knew that God was going to do something in our life. We knew that our life was going to get changed. We knew we were going to get some very specific directions on what we were supposed to do and how we were supposed to do it. And so we went there, and the very last night, um, I received a word over my life. I received a word saying that you're going to be in ministry, that you're going to do something with missions, and that you're going to be with kids. And, uh, and uh, it, was, it was very interesting. To, and I, I'm not trying to get hocus-pocus spooky on you guys, okay? But it was so powerful and the Holy Spirit was so thick, I couldn't stand when, I said that, when they said that to me. I couldn't stand. It completely changed my life. And I got to tell you something. A week after I started the job, there was a first Wednesday, and I have this picture to show you. There's a bunch of all of us teenagers here, kids here. We're worshiping God. The word that was given to me came true. So, Pastor Jeremy, why are you doing this? Why are you transitioning out of this? What, what is exactly that you're doing this, and why are you going this way? And i got to tell you, this is what I think that God wanted. This was the absolute best place for me to start ministry. You guys are pretty awesome. Can you guys give yourself, you guys are like just looking at me right now, like you're going to punch me. You guys are awesome. Can you give you guys yourselves your hand? i got to tell you, my kids... My kids run around here on a, you'll see them tonight. They're going to run around with a chicken with their head cut off because they love you guys. I love you. You guys have taken my wife. You've taken us both in, and you guys have completely changed us. You guys took my life that I was working 80 to 100 hours a week in this awful place, and I go into this thing called ministry, and you guys made it fun. 
You guys are young. You guys made me hip for about 30 seconds when I did the In My Feelings Challenge. It was great. You guys remember that? <laughs> Just take it out of your memory. <laughs> but for real, you guys have been so much fun, and this was the best place ever for me to learn. And so I want to talk about a couple highs and lows. Who went to Forward Conference? Raise your hand. Okay, awesome. For those of you that did not go to Forward Conference, you've got to go this year. It's going to be great. The pricing is going to be so much better. Uh, we've learned some things along the way, and i got to tell you guys, it's going to be great. So, so we had, so at Forward Conference, at the very end, we were driving on the bus, driving overnight from Atlanta all the way to Tampa, and it, we were all like on Jesus crack or something. I mean, it was absolutely crazy what was going on. I've got this video real quick. Real, go ahead and roll this video. This is what was going down on the bus. Like I said, you guys were on some Jesus crack or something. You know what I'm saying? It was good. Okay, even, okay, and that, so we got to talk about a low moment. All right, so here's the low, low moment. It literally happened 10 seconds later. Some of you people, I will not name names in this room, made me get up and sing and dance to Backstreet's Back, all right. And I got a bit, you guys want to see that? All right, here you go, here you go, roll that one. Look at that head move. See that low moment there? Like, I really can't believe you did this. I'm never going to do these things ever again in my life, I promise. But I did them. I did them for you. You guys made this so much fun. You guys made this exciting. And I've got so much to be thankful for. You know, I think as we enter in this season of thankfulness and thanksgiving in this particular season, I think we really have a lot of things that we can be thankful for. But I started asking myself an interesting question, and that was, how come we can't be thankful consistent? Like, you guys with me on that a little bit, right? It's, it's a little bit tough to always be thankful all the time, Pastor Jeremy, Right? I'm there, I'm there. We can't be consistent with it. And I think I know why. Because I think that we have a problem and we really don't trust God. So that's the big idea I have for you tonight is this question. Is do you trust God? Do you trust him? Because if you did, we'd be thankful all the time. So when I think about a very particular story in the Bible about people not trusting God and not being thankful, I think about the children of Israel. You see, the children of Israel, they had just got set from freedom and bondage from Egypt. And let me tell you something. It was crazy what they had to go through. The beatings that they had every day. The, the, I mean, everybody's, you guys probably have seen pictures of the pyramids. They built those things. It was hard work, and they did it for free. It was crazy what they went through and what they did, and God saved them, and God freed them, and they were not thankful. Let's read this verse real quick. Pull this up. This is Exodus 16, verse 1. Here we go. Then the whole community of Israel set out from Elam and journeyed into the wilderness of Sin between Elam and Mount Sinai. They arrived there on the 15th day of the second month, one month after leaving the land of Egypt. 
There too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron, their leaders. And if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us in the wilderness to starve us to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. And each day the people can go out and pick as pick up as much food as they want and what they need for the day. And I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. So let's dive into that just for a second here, okay? They were completely in the middle of the wilderness. They had just got set free from Egypt. They just went through the Red Sea. They've just got out. They've just escaped. Okay, and it was absolutely awesome. And let me, and so, and so understand this, okay? They are literally at the point to where they are saying, we wish that we would have died in Egypt. We wish that we can go back to slavery because God brought us all the way out here after all he did to just kill us in the wilderness and let us starve to death. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And let me explain why. Let me tell you what God did for them. Many of us know the story of what happened, okay? But if you fast forward a month before that they were freed, okay, Pharaoh would not let them go. Remember Moses, let my people go. Okay, so Pharaoh always said no. So God sent these 10 plagues. Let's pull them up and let's look what he did, okay? He turned the Nile into blood. Okay, he sent like a million frogs everywhere. He sent lice, flies, uh, livestock all died. They all had boils. They had hail. The locusts came and ate all the crops. Then darkness turned to day. And then, again, after Pharaoh saying no, every single time, I'm not going to let your people go. Okay, then God sent the death of the firstborn. He sent the death angel to kill all the firstborn babies. And then Pharaoh's like, okay, um, I'm not messing with this God anymore. You can go. Be freed. So God did all that. Okay? And then they left the land of Egypt. But let me tell you something. They didn't leave empty-handed. In fact, the Bible says that they cleaned out the city of the, all the cities in Egypt. All the Egyptians freely gave them all their gold, all their silver, all their furniture. They did not leave empty-handed. God set them up for their future. And then they go out into the wilderness. They get to the Red Sea. Pharaoh gets a little cray-cray. He changes his mind. He goes after them, and he tries to kill them. The sea is right there. It's blocked. And God says, no, you're not going to die. And he parts the Red Sea, and everybody walks across dry land. And literally, one day later, everybody changes their mind about what they just experienced. Can you guys relate to that a little bit? No, we can't because we don't see that. But let me tell you something, okay? What have you forgotten in your life that God has gotten you through? That is where we can relate to these people. Because I think a lot of us struggle with this idea of thankfulness and always being thankful because we forgot what God has done for us. So uh, the other day I was kind of trying to think of an idea of how to explain this to you real quick. Does everybody, has anybody watched Thor, the Thor movies at all? Okay, yeah, Thor. Okay, I'm a little bit soft right now about the subject of Thor because Pastor Cole uh, did something. So there's a picture of Pastor Cole right here. He kind of looks like Thor. Check out Thor, the comparison. You can kind of see he can totally pull off Thor for Halloween. You probably should have done that, but wait, oh no, with this new haircut. I think he kind of looks something like this. Can you guys, you're, so you guys understand I'm a little sore with Thor right now? All right, but remember the very first movie of Thor, what happens to him? 
right? He gets, he gets expelled. He loses his hammer, right? And then he thinks his entire purpose in life is for him to have that hammer, right? You guys with me, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, his entire purpose is for him is to have that hammer. Okay, so he is moaning. He is groaning. He's forgetting everything. And then finally, at the end of the movie, he finds his purpose, but his purpose is not having that hammer. The hammer is just a bonus. You see, this is what I think about thankfulness. When we are thankful, we unlock our purpose. There's this interesting verse, and I, want us to, and I actually want us to read this together. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Okay, let's read this together uh, when it pulls up. Okay, let's say this together. One, two, three. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will, God's will for you belong to Christ Jesus. Sorry, I just totally missed that one. All right, for, for humor to help me out here so I can redeem myself, let's do it one more time. You ready? One, two, three. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You guys with me? My trend, I'm reading off mine. Give me some grace, okay? Do you guys understand this, though? You see, when we are thankful, we unlock our purpose. God's will is for us to be thankful. So here's my question for you. What is it that you're complaining about during this season? What in your life has, has changed? There's some of us that are going to Thanksgiving dinner this week and, and we're going there without a family member that was there last year. Maybe we lost a parent or a friend or a sibling or an aunt or an uncle. Or better yet, there's some of us that are going to Thanksgiving this year where we're looking at our life and it was completely different than it was last year. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for your life. I, I think we get confused sometimes. I think we have this idea that God's will for our life is to be a minister or God's will for our life is to be a missionary or God's will is to be a doctor or, or maybe to save the babies in Zimbabwe or something like that. That's what maybe we think God's will is for our life, or maybe God's will is for us to get really good SAT scores and get into college, or maybe God's will for us is just to get through high school, but that's not what his word says. His word says his will is for you to be thankful. And I think we're not thankful all the time consistently because we just don't really trust God. And my challenge to you during this season is to trust God. Because let me tell you something about complaining. Complaining only happens when we are more mindful of a problem than we are aware of God. Let me say that one more time. Complaining only happens when we are more mindful of a problem than we are aware of God. And what God wants you to do is God wants you to seek him. God wants you to press in on him. God wants you to trust him. 
regardless of what season you're in, regardless of what your future looks like. Guys, look at me right now. I am, like, just being real, okay? I am going from hanging out with awesome hipster young people like you guys, acting a little bit corny and quirky sometimes occasionally, which I kind of like it, and I'm going to be an adult ministry in adult ministries. You you hear with me a little bit? Like, this is like going from having fun to being maybe a little bit boring. But it's God's will for my life. And during this season, I'm going to choose to be thankful because that is what God's real will for my life is. So let's do this, okay? Let's go ahead and just bow our heads. There's a story of uh, Tony Dungy. Everybody can just keep your heads closed. I just want us to kind of feel the presence of God and just kind of quiet our minds for a minute. There's a story of Tony Dungy, and, and uh, he was the, the Bucks coach here for many years, and, and uh, he went to, to coach uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and he took him to the Super Bowl. And at the end of winning the Super Bowl several years ago, uh, he made this quote after winning. He said, God did not ask me to be successful. God asked me to be faithful. And what God is asking you guys tonight, for you guys to really experience the will of God in his life, is for you to be faithful and be thankful consistently, regardless of what season that you're in. So, okay, I just want you to be honest real quick. I want you to just raise your hand for me. If I want you to say to me, Pastor Jeremy, I'm in this place where I really kind of just don't trust God right now. I don't fully trust him right now. I just want you to raise your hand on a count of three because I'm going to pray for you. Nobody's looking right now. Let's just be real in this moment, in this season of Thanksgiving. Let's be real and let's get right. On a count of three, raise your hand if you just aren't trusting God completely right now. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Thank you guys for being honest. I'm going to pray for you guys in a second. I want to do this real quick. Let's, uh, let's pray this prayer. So everybody repeat this after me. Dear God, tonight I choose you. Jesus, I declare you as Lord. I declare you as Lord over my life. Come save me. I confess that you are the Son of God. Change me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just pray that for the first time, nobody's looking right now. I just want you to slip up your hand on a count of three. One, two, three. Slip your hand up if you did that for the very first time. Would you guys uh, stand up? Come on up here real quick. We're going to worship. I want to pray for you guys with trust in God. Let's stay in this moment. So, Lord Jesus, right now, I just declare, I declare that you are the God and you are the Savior of this world, Father. And, Jesus, I just ask right now, God, that you will press in on us, God, so we can really trust you, so that we can be really thankful during this season of thankfulness, God. And, God, I just pray right now, in Jesus' name, Father, that you will reveal yourself to us right now to show us who you are and that you really want us to just to trust you. Jesus' name. Hey guys, let's lift your voices. Let's worship this song right now.